to the Happiest Places to Work podcast. I'm Amy Dix, international best-selling author, speaker, and founder of Choose Happy. We create and build insanely happy workforces for companies around the world. We believe that by creating better people at work, they will create better businesses and better businesses build a better world. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the most inspiring podcasts in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hey, crazy happy people. Thanks for choosing the Happiest Places to Work podcast. I'm your host, Star Henderson. And today with us, we have Courtney Russell from Millwood, Inc. Hi, Courtney. Hi, how are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good. So tell us, uh, Courtney, what you do at Millwood and how long you've been there. All right. I am the director of HR for Millwood. Um, I've been there about two and a half years now. And what does Millwood do? Millwood is a pallet manufacturer and repair company. They also work with unit load technologies. So basically things need to get places and they have to do their, get there safely. So, mm-hmm. so logistics, sure manufacturing, technical Correct. stuff. Correct. All right. So, um, you know, happiest places to work. That's what we're all about here. Tell us about why happiness and corporate culture is important to you. So I, for me personally, it's it's one of the things that I've focused on through my own educational development, personal development, all of those things. I think it's people spend the bulk of their time at work. And so we might as well make it a place where they want to be. Sure. Um, the company as a whole, it's it's been part of their structure for a long time. We've had some increased focus on culture over the last couple of years um, because ultimately happy people are productive people. Um, and when production is your job, um, it's really a good place to start. Right. Yeah. Like you said, happy is equals productivity. Um, that's what we found. And um, you're certainly right there. I noticed on your website, you guys um, actually break out your pillars into mind, body, spirit, you know, I thought that was so important. So like you're really um, bringing those pillars home and and putting them right in front of the face of the employees. Absolutely. Our, our four pillars are the cornerstone of our culture. And it's really felt everywhere from our corporate office to the 30 different facilities that we have across 11 states. So um, they are split, you know, mind, body and spirit. But the the four basic pillars are trust, integrity, servitude and discipleship. And that's felt at absolutely every level of the organization. Mm-hmm. So give me an example of something that's working for you guys. So, well, one of the things that we do that I, I tell people all the time, especially when I'm recruiting, you know, this is like no place I've ever worked, but it's also like no place I've ever worked. <laughs> the um, good and the bad with that. <laughs> it, yeah. So it, it is, you know, it's a manufacturing environment, right? It's very manual labor. It's, it's intense. It is number focused production heavy. Um, but one of the things that we do and we do very well is everyone is family. Um, and that's from every single person who walks in the door. Um, one of the things that I absolutely love that we do is we do monthly birthday celebrations. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we don't know when people have been celebrated in their life recently um, or ever potentially, but we make sure that our team members are recognized every month um, when it's their birthday, when it's their anniversary um, there is a, there is an event every single month at every one of our plants. Um, and that celebrates everyone who is celebrating something within that month. Mm-hmm. And you said their birthday and then their, what, their work anniversary? Correct. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, that's sweet. I hadn't thought of that before, as far as like, you know, you don't know when they have been celebrated last, you know, I'm, you know, as a mom or, you know, um, a child from away from my family, right. We're back in Michigan. My parents are back there. Like, I don't remember necessarily a birthday, right. Other than, Hey, happy birthday. So, right. And as adults, you know, it's, it's not something that we focus on too much unless it's a big milestone. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of times we, uh, a lot of our team members are away from their family. Uh, we have some team members who have family in other countries or, or other states. Um, and so they don't really have that community that they've necessarily built to do those celebrations with at home or yeah, their main yeah. focus is their children. Um, and so we make sure that that is, that is a focus each and every month. Yeah. You just take time out. So that's nice. You're celebrating the employees that are working there. What are you, else are you doing in this vein of happiness that helps retain your employees? So I think one of the, the big things we, we do also do engagement surveys. Uh, it, it had been quarterly. It's moving to uh, a little less frequently, but we do make sure that we are getting feedback and we are working on that feedback, right? So it's not just obtaining feedback that's important. It's definitely doing those steps to make a difference uh, is where it really matters. And also, um, let me think. There was something else I had in my brain. And it just <laughs> I know that happens to me too. So surveys, they are so important um, and, and that you listen and then act on them. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I forgot what the question was. <laughs> How do you retain employees? And, you know, so we can, we can also talk about, in, oh, did you think of it? I did. I did. I, did. So <laughs> I saw that. One of our right. pillars being servitude, right? Uh, we do also focus on the, the community outreach as well as, uh, the company itself is is a faith-based organization. Our owners are very devout in their faith, um, and that is where many of our pillars come from. And so one of the things that they like to do are, are mission trips. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do community outreach locally. We do it uh, nationally within the U.S., and then we've also done international mission trips um, where people have helped rebuild uh, cities and towns that have been you know ravaged through weather or um, any kind of economical uh, issues, things of that nature. Uh, we did go down to Texas. They did go help after Katrina, you know, they've done all kinds of things. Um, and the other huge thing with having very uh, devout owners is that we do have chaplains available at every single one of our uh, facilities. And that is part of the discipleship and the servitude pillars, um, to make sure that people do have that support if they want to, have some spiritual support. They do have that as well as that gives us additional connection through the community. So if someone needs some help with something personal, um, a lot of times our chaplains who are in the facilities are able to connect them with community services or um, other things that may help um, that don't necessarily come through the employer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a great benefit. So you can help in some personal realms too that kind of help. keep people happy and, and, and productive. Um, I was going to ask too, like, you know, about that productivity piece. I mean, you're sending people on mission trips away from their job. Absolutely. <laughs> and they are paid while they go. So, uh, and, and we are still able to meet production. I mean, with COVID, especially um, a lot of places did have to shut down. Uh, some of our business did slow down, but we have been essential the entire time. Um, and we have maintained our production as, you know, best as we could. Sometimes that was adjusted a little bit because right. of other, yeah, those other businesses are closing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So burnout too. I mean, I imagine the chaplains help with that. And then just that giving back piece always, I mean, I think theoretically, right. It contributes to um, less feeling burnt out. 
Right. They, they, there is someone that they can they can talk to, um, whether it's a personal or a work issue. I mean, our our managers and our I call them kind of the service legs of the organization. So the the executive team and HR and, and safety, we all have very open door policies that if someone has an issue that's absolutely work related, we are there to help. But sometimes that information does come through our, our chaplains um, because they are people who are physically in the plants all the time, um, building those relationships. Relationships are a huge part of our culture. Um, it's very important that our team members are able to reach out to our executive team, including the owners. They're, they're all very available. Um, and I have a cell phone. It's on all the time, just in case. We do have some places that have three shifts and I've gotten 11 o'clock phone calls from people who needed some help. Um, don't always get to answer them if I'm asleep, but you know, I, I do get back to people as quickly as possible and so does our entire team. So I think the availability of assistance when people need it and, and not saying, oh, well, that's not a work thing. That's, you know, I really don't have time to listen to that. I, I've got all of these other things to do. Right. Um, we're accessible through phone, through email, through text messages. We're all just kind of, we really are a family and we try to know all of our team members. There's 1700 of them, but you know, we try to know them and their families and, and know our team members as people. Yeah. That's a fine line though. You know, I'm thinking about you and you're, you know, 24 seven, or I mean, at least your phone, I mean, 15 to 18 hours, right. You're answering your phones at 11 o'clock sometimes. Um, so how, how is the leadership supported in this family environment, right? Moms and dads get tired. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, and so my and COVID brought on yet another thing, you know, we, some of us got sent home and, and have kids in school and, and doing all of those things. Mm-hmm. So we are also very understanding, you know, if it's not a, a production based something, um, meaning that you have to physically be in a place in order to accomplish that position. Yeah. There's a lot more flexibility of, you know, sometimes people need to do the, the doctor's appointments and they need to help the kids with school. And um, there are states where that is mandated, right? Uh, New Jersey, right. New York have different, you know, leave policies and all of those things. But um, that is something that's extended across the board. Um, you know, it's the expectation when you're a salary individual is that you will work 40 hours a week. But if that 40 hours a week is kind of split up and, and not eight to five or, or nine to six, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is what it is, is as long as the job is getting done and it's gotten done. Yeah, that's that's nice. And that's something a trend um, that has started a long time ago, right, but has definitely been um, reiterated or supported or um, more robust now over COVID is, you know, work where you can when you can right. get the job done and um, do your best in this environment. Um, yeah. We're all remotely connected, right? We all have cell phones. We all have the, the laptops and things of that nature. Our IT team is great who, who supports us all remotely. Um, and we have a lot of regional people who work with multiple plants. Um, and so they're traveling all the time anyway, COVID or not. Yeah. Uh, so we've had a good setup with the, the remote workforce, um, allowing them to, to continue to do that and, and extend that out to people who normally would be sitting in one office. So Yeah, the technology is a, can be an asset for sure, used and deployed correctly. Absolutely. So give me an but example. we also encourage you to turn it off sometimes, right? So <laughs> yes, it, it's exactly. important to have that. I don't want to say work-life balance because obviously that never happens, but you know, <laughs> there are times when you when you have to turn the phone off. And and if that's you know necessary, we completely understand. Um yeah. Yeah. So give me an example of something that hasn't worked. 
I think a lot of times people just assume first and foremost that pay is is one of those things that people um, incentivize. Yeah, 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 and and it's really not it, for us. It's in my experience, even not here, that's not really been the driving factor for anybody. But when it is a manual labor intensive kind of position, if you're only in it for the money, chances are you're not staying real long. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there has to be that drive, and and we do really encourage people um, you know, to further their education, personally, professionally, all of those things. Um, so just kind of throwing money at it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's more about that connection to people for us. Um, the engagement surveys have been a, a, a back and forth, right? Um, they're only as good as the results that come out of them. And we found more recently that there was a little bit of that survey burnout. People, people got a little tired of taking the same survey over and over again. Right. And, um, some of our managers were feeling like they didn't quite have enough time to really enact what they needed to before the next survey was saying, Hey, how, how's everything now? Well, mm-hmm. Nothing's changed yet. So that um, slowed down a bit for you guys. Correct. So we've, we've decided to move to a, to a twice annual. Um, and what were you schedule. doing quarterly or quarterly. monthly? Quarterly. It was quarterly. Yeah. Yeah. That, that can be a little much, um, mm-hmm. you know, especially when things go to more of a grinding halt or a slowdown um, through right. COVID and um, yeah. So you're doing twice annually um, mm-hmm. and hopefully that works well for you guys. Yeah. Um, you know, you talked about this was kind of a personal journey for you too, right? A focus, happiness, uh, workplace, you know, happiness was a focus for you personally. So, um, I'm curious to know, like, if you had to describe the happiest place to work, what was that? What would that look like? Honestly, and I say it all the time. I'm like, you know, I, I work a lot. Um, and, and what I do can sometimes be emotionally heavy, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. I mean, this has been the the best environment for me to be able to work in. Um, the the flexibility, the understanding, the the being able to know people on a personal level, and even being able to go to my boss when there is an issue that I have that may not be work related. Um, I have a I have a nearly teenager and a one year old. A little bit of a difference there, <laughs> but you know things come up and when I have some personal issues, I can, I can speak to my boss like a person, right? I'm not a number. And I think that's really the main driver in, in people being happy and me personally being happy at work. You know, I, I feel like I'm not just a cog in a machine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't feel like tomorrow I can be replaced by the next person who walks in the door. Um, I am a person and, and, you know, I have a name and a family and people know it. You know, even through, again, through COVID, uh, we've had a lot of people, I would travel a lot personally before. And so I'd get to see people all over the place. Sure. And when we had to stop that, it, it took a little bit. And, and about four months in, I started to have people call me and go, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. How are the kids doing? You know, um, how's everything going? Because the funny thing, I came back from maternity leave two days and and COVID and we got oh, sent out. Okay. Yeah, um, and so it has been <clears throat> definitely a journey, but, you know, it's share the pictures, send me the pictures. I haven't talked to you in a while. How's everything going? You know? Um, so it's, it's really treating everybody like we are family and family doesn't always agree, but you know what, at the end of the day, we're there to, to be there for each other and, and um, you know, through good times and bad. So that expectation sounds like it starts on day one. Absolutely. Yeah. Our, and one of the things that I, I really love that we do, we, we've worked on really hiring smart. 
Um, okay. We don't just uh, bring in warm bodies, as I call it. Um, you know, we make sure that people are going to fit into the culture of of the servitude and the discipleship. Um, really, people of integrity, and and sometimes that is a little counterintuitive because we are also a, a second chance organization. We do employ a whole lot of people who may have had some kind of background. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but we still look for those personality characteristics um, and, and explain our culture from the door. And really, if you're, if you're not on board with the culture, well, it's probably not the place you want to be. Sure. Um, and so it is driven home from every single level of the organization. Yeah. And you guys are doing a lot. I mean, I think that community service piece and those mission trips are are wonderful, but what, what do you think is going to be your next big thing? What's, where is this going? Oh, you know, again, with COVID, we, we've had to find ways to do it that, that wasn't in person um, and really making sure that we are staying connected with our people. Um, some of that is sending cards and letters, um, really recognizing people that, that we're not seeing on a regular basis. Um, We've done a lot of the uh, <clears throat> like lunches for accident-free days and, and things of that nature, but some of those had to stop with COVID because <laughs> their places weren't open. And, you know, so we've had to try some, some alternative things. Um, we actually were able to thankfully get our, uh, we have agreements with summer camps. So we help send our team members' children to summer camp. Um, and for some, we, we operate in very urban areas. And for some, that's their only chance to get to a summer camp. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, where is it going? I, I don't know, but I think, you know, just continuing on treating people like people and, and we don't just serve our team members. We don't just work with our team members. We, we do things that include their families, um, that include their communities that sometimes include their extended families. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes people pass away and, and they need that support. Our chaplains come in and help with those things. Um, we've had people get married uh, <laughs> oh, so, like at our facilities, which is mm-hmm. a little odd to me, but you know, it happens Family and it's party. great. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it's, it's continuing down that road of, of really making sure that, that you know, the people um, mm-hmm. once you lose that humanity, it, it kind of starts to go downhill. Yeah. So a lot of asking what they want and giving it to them and providing that support, um, sending them out to see the world and asking the chaplains to step in when it needed, it sounds like. Absolutely. And and making sure that people are heard. Um, you know, we do some some leadership training and and one of the things that we actually covered this week yet again is uh, you know, people don't always want to be agreed with. People don't always want to be um, told that they're right. They just want to be heard mm-hmm. um, and, and allowing everyone to have that voice and make sure that they have those outlets that they can express their opinion and and really feel like they're being heard, not just, you know, lip service of, yep, got that. Um, we'll see what we can do, you know. Right. Yeah. Or really yeah, showing yeah. those actions and and making sure that all of that is felt. Yeah. Well, I bet that bet you that that is true for your environment. I mean, you have a you know smile on your face, and mm-hmm. you know you light up when you talk about your work. Uh, so it's been great uh, getting to know your organization and the steps that you're taking to keep um, people at Millwood Inc. happy. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, bye, Courtney. Bye. Amy Dix here. Thank you so much for listening to the Happiest Places to Work podcast. 
If you are a CEO, HR director, or wellness director for a successful company and would like to be on this program, please visit choose-happy.me slash podcast slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on social. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag happiest places to work podcast. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, choose-happy.me or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at Amy N. Dix. Thanks for listening. This is Amy Dix and we will see you next time.